y'all welcome back for another episode on the broken to business podcast my name is abby Luggedell. i am your host and my mood today is i'm feeling a little bit perky you know it's monday and i woke up early and i have my tea Mm, so good and i'm just ready to get rolling i'm just ready to start doing the things that i need to do in order for me to succeed and move differently okay i got goals for me to attain these goals i gotta think different do different and i gotta see different today is manifestation monday and when i had the storefront at pixel parlor every single monday i would invite the team to the studio and we would have like a motivation manifestation monday where we talk about our goals at the beginning of the week and then we attain them and do the things that we need to do to attain them at the end of the week a lot of these manifestation mondays weren't about like i'm going to um, have like 10 clients by sunday It was more like, what do I need to do on the inside to attain the goals that I want, that I desire, that I want to manifest, right? Reading and praying and writing and listening to audiobooks and practicing the things that we've learned. That is what Manifestation Monday was about. So because I am on this podcast now and I'm coming to you on a Manifestation Monday, I want us to talk about how do we even manifest? What does that even mean how do you manifest okay what it isn't is it's not a vending machine okay you don't just say hey i want a car and boom poof the genie gives you a car okay it's nothing like that manifestation also isn't just a thing that you say and just because you know that your thoughts are also things doesn't mean it's just going to come because there's something that you have to do on the inside in order for you to manifest the things that you need and ultimately will want. So what manifestation is, it brings something tangible into your life through attraction and belief. And if you think it, it will come. However, there is more to manifestation than willpower and positive thinking, your thoughts, action, beliefs, and emotions. There's there's a ton more, okay? And that's why I said it is not just a vending machine. It is not just, okay, oh, because I read this quote and I'm going to manifest something in my head and therefore it's just going to come without having to do the inner work. Manifestation comes from within and we all have it, okay? We were designed by God. God is all power and he has given us his power. We have the power within us if we choose to seek it and if we choose to do things differently and if we choose to make our life better there was a time in my life and i'm not even gonna say like a long time ago it literally was last year of 2020 right where everybody is in their home and they're in their thoughts and they're in their living rooms and they're in their bags of doritos okay we just had to stay home and quarantine but during that time it was actually leading up to that time i was having a hard time with some inner in my inner self like my inner peace i was having a hard time and i will tell you right now it was a combination of letting people who are not good into my business it was you know partnering with people who you know wanted to take 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 instead of give it was a lot of late nights and there's nothing wrong with late nights but there was it was a lot of late nights but in return i wasn't taking care of myself it was a lot of lack of belief here and there and it was a lot of imposter syndrome and self-doubt now i cannot manifest when i'm in that element 
You cannot manifest when you are in that element, when you have self-doubt, when you don't feel like you're good enough, when you feel like, you know, the world is crashing down on you, when you feel like you don't have the energy, when you feel like you are, you know, you're being cancerous towards your team and you're just yelling at people, you know, and things are happening in the home, your plants are not growing, all of it. Manifestation doesn't work like that. Just It doesn't just poof out of thin air when you're like, you know what, I'm going to manifest a million dollars right now because I need a million dollars. No. You got to map it out. You got to write it down. It's a work in progress. And during 2020, I found myself stuck. And it's funny to say that because I help people get unstuck. I help people who are stuck in moving forward in their business and I help them move forward. But me, myself and I, I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. And I was I felt like I was going down this spiral Okay, so I've manifested things before, but that's what self-love journey is all about. Self-love is not like, okay, I all of a sudden love myself, therefore every day is going to be dandy. No, it's a journey. I had a point in my life where I finally chose me, right? And you heard that in the last episode. I chose me. I chose happy. But it was a journey of continuously continuing on the journey to choose me all the time. And there are times where I didn't choose me. There are times where I chose other people because I am a people pleaser. I had to do what I thought I needed to do to make other people happy, but in return, it didn't make me happy. So it's the continuous thing where you're constantly praying, God, please help me. God, please help me. I need you. And there are points in your life where you feel like, okay, God, I think I got it. And I'll let you know when I need you. And then there's another point in your life where you're like, God, please don't leave me because I'm too scared. I can't go through life without you. I had that back and forth moment and it rolled into 2020 and I'm sure we're all connected. Now is the time to talk to people because we were all in the same category. We were all in the same moment. And in that point in time in 2020, I felt like I was going down this crazy spiral. Like I was on a roll, I was hitting my goals, I was doing the things I needed to do, I was waking up early, I was I was working out, I was praying, you know, I had a team, I was talking to the team, I'm motivating the team, you know, we're getting paid, we're growing, and then boom, quarantine happened. And then I'm like, shoot, what do I do? I remember crying in my studio with um, the executive director of KDP, we were both crying, we're like, what do we do? I don't know what to do. Okay, people are relying on us. You know, we are leaders in our community. What should we do for them? What should we do to help them? And so that's where Broken a Business really, really manifested because I've been working on it for maybe five months into starting Pixel Parlor because there was a need and I'm like, I need to fill it. Broken a Business started. I was helping people. I was helping them with their social media and how to attract their ideal client. You know, all that jargon pretty much. But I did it in a different way where I wasn't just feeding them jargon, but I was showing them how to how to do it like the in between. You will hear successful people today where they're like, oh, I was, you know, I was homeless and then all of a sudden I'm not homeless anymore and I'm making a million dollars a year. But it's like for us, the average person the person who is probably just starting out, we want to know how. We want to know in between the lines. We want to know how you got there. We want to know what your, you know, your schedule is like. We want to know how you ate. We want to know exactly the good, the bad, and the ugly in building a business, right? And I was doing these one-on-one classes. I was doing group classes with with um, a couple people on broken a business and how how to market not only just offline but online because because we really had no choice. And majority of the people didn't realize how 
powerful social media was and I was there to help them. But I found that every time I gave away of myself, which was knowledge, I felt like people were taking a piece of me because I was so invested. And my life coach told me that every time you talk to people because you do it so naturally, don't get attached. Don't get attached to their success. Don't get attached whether they do it or not. Because I am, because Abby is the type of person, if I give my full energy, anytime I teach or show somebody something, I'm so passionate about what I do. And I feel like I've been giving myself away instead of retracting back. Here's your knowledge. Like, here's knowledge. Here's my, here's my little two cents. You either do it or you don't. But either way, if you do, great. If you don't, I'm still okay. And no one had told me that. The lovely thing about my life coach is she's not feeding me jargon. She's telling me things that, wow, no one has ever explained this side of me before in words and actually sees it. And so she said, from now on, as you go and grow and you continue to teach people, retract. Don't be attached. Their success is their story. It's not yours. They're going to be successful not because of you, but because of your help, yes, but not because of you and that you set them up like that. You were there to help people and to be that bridge, but it's up to people and it's up to others whether they choose to do it or not. And so I didn't realize that until now, but all of 2020, I was giving, 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 and I felt like people were taking pieces of me, my skin, my thoughts, my brain, and I was having holes in my body to the point where I was like, I was, I was angry, I was impatient, like my vibrations were just all over the roof. They were not aligned or harmonious. Like, I don't know if you've seen those videos where you see how crystals form based on vibrations and music. They had two glasses, okay? They both were just water. One glass, they put music on and it was like listening to Mozart and it was listening to like peaceful music and a good energy music and the other one was like rock music. And they put a magnifying glass after the study and they found the crystals to be wow just so different the glass with the harmonious music the crystals were formed clean like it looked like a beautiful snowflake okay and then the glass with the rock music it was all over the place it was all scribbly it was all wrecked it was all tangled and that's how my energy felt it felt i felt like my energy was all tangled up inside and i didn't know how to do it and i just kept going down this spiral as soon as i started to give myself away i started to lose things and it was all by design okay now that i think about it it's all by design and it just had to happen in that way now, if you didn't know in 2020 when august 1st on my dad's birthday our daughter zara she was run over during an event it was to the point during covid where people can start to go outside and see people but you still got to wear your mask and you can't really let people into your space and so they had outdoor seating and outdoor tents and then you got to sell your things right it was like that at our studio and during that time i wasn't present i was in my office talking to an old team member honestly getting ready to let him go and during that time where i was i was speaking to him I was blaming myself. I was like, I didn't, what am I doing that I can't get a performance out of you, right? I can't get results out of you. And I was blaming myself because again, I was too involved in my team's life that 
I, I felt like I'm like, I'm your savior because I'm going to teach you. You're, you're going to do well, but it wasn't working. And so I gave myself away for like more than a year. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm not getting the things that I need in order to succeed. And the things that I'm building, is just, it's just becoming folly. Like it's not, it's not working. And, but during that time, God interceded because he was like, this is not the right time. And I remember hearing screaming. We both heard screaming, right? Yelling outside of the studio. And we, so we run out and there is Zara sitting under like a truck, like a utility truck that was driving on the sidewalk, on the sidewalk. And I'm screaming, I'm crying and I'm yelling at the kid. I'm like, what is your name? As I'm holding Zara, I'm like, what is your name? I was going crazy. And that's all I knew, right? Because my body had just like my, my vibrations have always been crazy. I was getting the things that I wanted. It wasn't in a peaceful way where I was happy. I was using my surface happiness to attract the things that I thought I needed. Okay, I was attracting the things that I wanted, not the things that I needed. And so we were holding on to her. She's crying. She had crackers and goldfish still in her mouth. And it was like, it almost felt like it was glued shut from the shock. And I had to pry her mouth open because I was scared of her choking. Sorry, excuse me. This time, just this memory alone is just so, it's still so fresh. It's still so fresh in my head that if I don't talk about it, it's, it's going to continue to be fresh in my head because I've kind of just been putting it under the surface and letting this conversation slide whenever people talk about it or ask. I just, I don't even talk about it in this way. I don't talk about how I was feeling. I don't talk about like what I was feeling inside during this moment that had spiraled in like just jumped into this moment of Zara being run over and not saying that, you know, this was all planned, but I felt like something had to happen to shake us, to to get us out of our situation. And this point had to happen because while Zara was recovering, like the first week, uh, the first couple weeks, I was at home. And my parents got here, luckily, and she, ugh, my daughter, I swear, she is just like her mom, she's so strong. Um, she did walk away with a broken clavicle on one side, abrasions to the head and the neck, and a bent clavicle on the other side of her body, and bruises, and trauma. She has major trauma just like her mama. And when I think about this moment, it's like, oh man, why God? Why, why to our precious little girl? But... It had to be done, not to the sense that he planned for her to get run over. That that was a moment, right? And something had to shake us because Conrado and I, we were both going down this crazy spiral. And I could tell because the plants in our house wasn't even growing. Um, we had a, we have a plant called Grandpa, and I was to it was to the point where. We wanted to just throw him away because he just wasn't growing anymore. But we were like, you know what? Just just wait. And my parents came to visit us for like a week and a half. And my best friend came from Walla Walla, David, and his boyfriend came from Walla Walla. And he cooked lunch, dinner, and breakfast for us. And he took me shopping and bought me clothes and bags. And man, this was it was like the most fun and rest 
that I've ever had. I didn't have rest. I was tired, but I felt rest. Like I, I got to get some sleep. And some sleep as in I didn't have to think about work. I literally kind of just shut people out. And I, I told my team, I was like, I, I'm not coming into work right now. I told my clients what happened and they totally understood. And I'm so grateful for them. But I needed to rest. And that's what my body has been telling me ever since I opened Pixel Parlor, but I didn't listen. And it had to end up this way. I literally have nothing to complain about, even in the midst of my trials and challenges. I've learned. I've been here before. And I never complain about the things that come my way that that is not really the, the way that I wish I, it had gone. And I don't complain about it because I already know. But it still hurts and I'm never going to forget how much it hurts. But in order for me to see the light, I have to go through it, right? Actually, after a couple weeks... I had to learn a ton about myself. I did a lot of self-reflection and I finally went back to the studio after like three weeks and it just felt so eerie. You know, people were staring at us and actually staring at me as I walked in, like whispering like, oh my gosh, that's her. She's, she's back. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe she came back and how's her daughter. And I remember our friends like around, you know, the community they're like you're literally you're like the talk of the town right now people are talking about you and i just let it slide and just like you know it's whatever and we had decided to close the studio at that point it was one week into zara's accident and i was like i don't know what to do i don't want to go back to the studio it's like trauma and knowing how i am i don't want to live and breathe in the same space that caused me trauma and so we decided to to um Say, we're moving out of the studio. We're closing the studio. September 1st, we're, we're closing it. You have to put yourself in a, a point in your life where you know yourself, where you know you can't take it anymore and you got to change it, right? It's becoming vulnerable. And vulnerability is so amazing. Like right now, I'm in, I'm in my high of vulnerability. Like anything could make me cry right now. And as you can see, I'm crying. Before, I could do an interview and I could just bite my tongue and I would not cry. I could talk about my divorce and not cry. I could talk about, you know, Zara's accident and not cry. But right now, I'm in this high of just being vulnerable and knowing who I am and really feeling the feels, really sitting in the suck and really, really just reflecting on my life, on how things just came about and how, how it had to happen. And I'm happy that all of this had, you know, came about and that it, it like climaxed into the situation going into 2021. After we officially moved out of the studio, I bought a ticket to Alaska and it just had to happen. Like it, it like just moving out of the studio and our stuff, our house full of like camera junk, it just everywhere is such a mess. Like I can't live like this. Like my body, my inner being, me being Aquarius, me being the type of person that I am, me, life path number 22, can't take the boxes, okay? I can't take the boxes. And so we decided to rebuild our studio on our property. And at that same time that we were supposed to rebuild our studio and get things going so we can continue work, I decided to book a ticket to Alaska just to spend like a week there with my family. I just needed to get out. I ended up taking the three kids with me, Conrado stayed here and his mission was to finish, start and finish the studio. But I ended up going to Alaska and with my best friend, David. It was kind of like a last minute thing. He he actually texted me one day and was like, hey, where should we go next? 
It's like, I want to travel because it was the same time that he closed his restaurant. Him and I have always been aligned. We don't talk like 24-7 every single day, but we've always been connected since day one. And I met him 10, yeah, I think it's been more than a decade. He's like, we're like low-key related, okay? Low-key, very, very low-key related, but I've always seen him as like, family to me he's always been family he was like where should we go next and i go oh i'm going to alaska do you want to come with me next thing i knew he's like i'm coming i got my ticket let's go let's go ride polar bears let's go you know glacier diving let's go fishing just pretty much everything right and i'm getting excited and at the same time i'm like wait i don't do any of that stuff when i go home i just sleep i stay inside i hibernate i'm in my thoughts i don't really do anything i'm not really on my phone i'm just like watching movies all day while my mom cooks me food that's my life in alaska and so i was getting excited just to kind of travel with my friend and i don't really travel often one i don't travel with friends often either it's always just me and my family and so we both were there and oh my gosh i can't even explain like just how this trip was it was it was all over instagram right um we were documenting everything i was taking pictures of him he was taking pictures of me you know like we brought our fashions to alaska during that time in alaska for one week we both were like broken oh my gosh we both were so freaking tired we were like in our i don't give an f moment and at that point in time we were just like living on fu money like f this you know i don't care you know i'm hurt and i need to work on myself like y'all can wait but that was like the process okay re-manifestating like our life and realigning our life we had to just sit at rock bottom and 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 feel the rock bottom and just feel it right most people just ignore it and i know most people ignore it and be like oh i'm all good no i'm not all good I'm not all good and I need to do something to be good again. Like I need rest. I need to do something. My soul is hurting. I literally felt sick. When I'm not aligned with myself, I'm not doing who I am. It makes me sick. I was sick when I got to Juno. And David was sick when he got to Juno. And we were doing things that made us happy. Putting life away, the business owner life away. And when you go to Alaska, I will tell you right now. You have to go to Alaska when you're feeling how I'm feeling. Because it has the the energy in Alaska, the air is crisp for one thing. Two, it's literally God's country. Three, it's slow pace. Four, there's not a lot of people. Five, there's not a lot of things to do either. There's actually a lot of things to do, but coming from my mouth, I don't feel like there's a lot of things to do. But coming from David's mouth, there's literally a ton of stuff we could do every single day we were doing something. And just going to the glacier on the first day, I felt like I was like, man, I am home. And I'm so glad to be home. We walk the glacier and he's talking about how beautiful it is. And the energy, the energy in Alaska, the air, it has a way of resetting, okay? A good way to reset just today is to go outside and and, uh, be barefooted, right? That's how you can reset your body. But in Alaska, it's like you not only just have to just 
be barefoot but just the whole air and what you're breathing your mind it like resets your soul and that's how i felt when i got there i was just so happy but at the same time we still felt like broken and we talked about it until one day one day i felt like this is where i literally let all the heavy baggage off of my back go it was like a couple days before we had to leave right the end of our trip um we decided to go hiking because david wants to do all things alaskan like like bush people type of alaska he wanted to go fishing he wanted to like ride on humpbacks he wanted to jump on glaciers he wanted to go um hiking up mountains he he just wanted to do all the things and and we did uh, well, I mean, all that besides like riding on humpbacks. We ended up going hiking, but it wasn't like your average hiking that was just like, you know, where you're just, you know, gallivanting through the woods. This was like legit Alaskan hiking and I wasn't even prepared. He was more prepared than I was and I'm straight up like Alaskan born and raised. We ended up going to Eagle Crest. Now, if you know about Eagle Crest, you know about how high and crazy this like this this hike is it's straight up like straight up the mountain like where you're like walking perpendicular to the ground like your face is to the ground because you have to lean over and at that point in time i was just like yes yes to everything i'm tired but just yes to everything because i don't know when this moment is going to come again and so i went there i was mentally prepared we got our snacks we got our backpack and then we started walking i'm like okay this is fun scenery scenery trees trees squirrels eagles yes i seen it all so cool some selfies and then we started walking and then after like 15 minutes it like started to go up up a freaking climb and i'm like shoot do i want to do this should i do this and of course you know david you know he he's just like he's always like all in right and he's like let's keep going i'm like yeah let's keep going we got this but inside i'm like dying i'm like oh my gosh i just want to go home i don't i don't want to feel the burn i just want to be on the couch and eat more salmon dip but we just kept going and then he saw me struggling he's like you just let me know if you want to go back down i'm like no let's go i hear a challenge and you're challenging me right now and i don't like that and so i'm gonna say no let's keep going and then he and then we continue and i'm like hyperventilating i'm sweating i am hurting in my like my extra tough boots which you shouldn't be wearing when you go hiking i'm sorry i didn't know that i'm like i said i'm not your average alaskan okay and so i'm wearing extra tufts and i freaking brought this fuzzy teddy bear like sweater and i'm in my head at the same time like why the f did i bring this and i'm like mad at myself but we just still kept going an hour goes by he's like you want to stop right he was ahead of me he was like how many steps ahead of me like how many minutes ahead of me he's like do you want to stop i was like oh, no keep going because i thought it like it felt like a test and i like i said i don't like to give up and i'll keep pushing and it was a test i wanted to give up so bad but i didn't want to give up at the same time and i was like no let's keep going he's like all right over here we're going to stop so we got to the top of of one of the mountains right and then we're looking at the like the information guide i'm like finally flat it's flat no incline and so i was like drinking water every like five seconds and not really wanting to drink water every five seconds because then i'm like i don't want to go pee i'm not a guy and i don't want to i don't want to do that right and so i was like half parched and half dying and then half like excited at the same time and i pretty sure i'm pretty sure like i left my limbs like an hour back behind me and then when we got to the top he was like do you want to just stay here um or do you want to go back like we can just go back now like this is beautiful like this is so much fun 
And then, of course, like freaking passerby was what was like hearing our conversation. She's like, oh, you're almost there. You don't want to stop now. You came this far. And in my head, I'm like, shut up, like be quiet. <laughs> and so David was like, you want to go? You know, his excited face, like, you want to go? I was like, and I can't ever turn that down. Like, yeah, let's go. We're already here. And the guy's like, oh, it's just it's just a couple more minutes. And in my head, I'm like, freaking couple more minutes for Alaskans and hiking. That sounds like an hour. And so I was like, screw it. Let's just go. Now, those were just like my outside surfaces where I'm panting and I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm hiking, right? I'm sweating. But inside, during that time I was hiking up this freaking mountain, what was in my head was my life, was my business, was my team, was my goals. And I was crying. And I'm so glad I was behind David. He was like, he was just like zipping past me. But I kind of fell back just to kind of just sit, just not really to sit, but just to like walk and reflect. But I was crying so hard. I was wearing sunglasses and I was just thinking about my life. And I was like, thinking about Zara. I was thinking about everything that was happening. And I was like, I just feel like things are just spiraling away. And my inner being was just so angry. Like, I just wanted to yell at everybody. I'm like, I don't understand. It's like, why don't y'all get it? And it was, I was to the point, I was like, I hate this. Like, I'm going to close Pixel Parlor. Like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take the late nights. And I felt like I couldn't trust people. I was doing it all by myself. I'm like, I don't want to do this journey alone. There's so much of that is, is requested of me. And the only people, my clients feel like the only person who can really execute that was me. You know, I, I love that. I love that you guys trust me. I love that, you know, I'm, I'm good at what I do. I love that the only person who can do what I do is me. But at the same time, I was just so tired and I just, just started crying. And every time I cried and every step that I, I took, I felt baggage. All that weight was like, it was, I felt like I was getting lighter. You know, I wasn't like completely healed, but I was getting lighter. And every time I just kept walking up the mountain, I just kept letting it go and letting it go and just screaming inside and just crying and just being in my feels and really talking to myself about, you know, this is what you need to do to change. I had to change my inside. I had to change my inner self to, to finally find peace. And by the time I really broke out and cried was when we got to the very top. We got to the point where everybody talks about up on Eagle Crest when you take the, the Eagle Crest uh, route, when you go hiking, they talk about this. They talk about how sweet it is and they talk about the view. And, and you realize a lot of people hear the view. A lot of people will watch motivational speakers and hear their, their story, but they never live it because they don't have, they feel like they can't tap into that potential. They've not found how to tap into that potential to, to feel what they're seeing, feel what they're feeling and see what they're seeing. And I finally got to feel what they were feeling and see what they were seeing. But oh my gosh. It's on my Instagram and I, my words can't really describe it. My words cannot describe it because that's how God's, God's blessings are. He's indescribable. And that moment, like I just want to say you just had to be there. It was peaceful. There was nobody around. And like if you just, if you literally just stop talking and you just listen, you hear nothing. You hear wind where your, your thoughts are just so loud. And then I heard God, I was so like vulnerable. I was just so like 
surrendered at the very top like i just felt so much lighter and having to use all my my five senses seeing it feeling it and and knowing it on the inside like i just could hear him talking to me and this was the point that had to happen this is where i needed to be to hear god this is where not a lot of people go right this is what everyone is talking about that sweet moment like the top is lonely but it feels good because you know you've made it and i felt like it was like a triumphant moment like man i made it all those times all of this is a is a moral just going up this mountain is a story of, of the power of being at a point where you can finally manifest where you can finally align yourself where you can finally just be vulnerable and just admit where you humble yourself and just admit that you know, the things that you're doing are not working and you got to do something differently to get a new result. Going up that mountain, right? And I wrote about it in uh, my post and it just felt like a triumphant stage in my life where I just had to let go of everything and up those mountains and you'll see the trail of every baggage that I just dropped. The people, the clients, the, the inner like doubt, the imposter syndrome, the hurts, the forgiving the, the guy who ran my over my daughter even that i had to let that go i had to i had to choose to to forgive and when i was there just sitting there i was just so happy and i was just so proud to be alaskan i was so proud to be filipino i was so proud to be a business owner i was so proud to be who i who i really am and that i accept who i am and i accept you know being being a teacher i accept my knowledge and i accept that i am the person to help people and I accept that my inner power can do that because I am a master builder. My life path is of a master builder and I accept and I want to be that person. I have to let my fears aside. Just like life, it's going to have two roads. Do you want to take the easy route or do you want to take the hard way? The easy route or hard route? Which one do you want? And all that time going up the mountain, David kept saying, do you, wanna, do you want to go the easy route? Do you want to stop and turn back? Do you want to give up or do you want to keep going? And that was a test. That's life. Life is a, is a test. And, and whenever you decide to go all in, you have to be prepared with the, the resistance that's going to come. And that's what it was. I'm prepared to go all in and go up this mountain. But, but will I accept the resistance? And how will I move those, through those resistance? And the resistance was to stop and turn around and take the easy way out and go down the mountain. And I'm like, I don't want to live like most people. I want to live differently because I think differently and I'm going to go up this mountain. I'm going to conquer this mountain. When I went up that mountain, I felt so conquered. And I highly suggest everyone to this day to keep climbing up your mountain, to keep going through that resistance. Everyone feels like we're all climbing up the same mountain, that there's only room for one person to be successful. There is room for people on this earth to have their own mountain to climb. There's no room for competition. We all are climbing up our own mountain and there is room for success at the top. And when I got to the top, I told myself, God, and I was talking to God, I said, God, forgive me for everything that I've done. Help me to do better. I literally feel so stripped away. I was so close to just closing my, my studio, but I was like, God, just help me to keep going. Like, I want to live how you want me to live and I want to experience the things that you had set for me and in order for me to do that I have to I have to surrender myself I have to humble myself and I have to let things go that are hurting me inside after we took our little selfies and videos and just took in all the moment we then went back down the mountain and 
man, it was so much easier, right? I just felt so happy. One, I just felt so happy going back down the mountain, you know, just, just finally being home. But I felt so much better. I even found the chapstick that I freaking dropped on my way up. And I'm like, dang it. But when I finally found it, I felt so happy. And it was just there, right? I just stumbled upon it. Like there's so much ground. How is it that I was able to see the one thing that I know I needed? How is it that I was able to see it? And I needed it at that time. That's like God's grace, right? Where you finally just, I don't need this. And you just keep going. And then all of a sudden he supplies you with the things that you need. Not the things that you want, but the things that you need. And you needed it at that point in time. I was like, oh, thank God. My lips were so chapped from being up there and, and going up the mountain. I was like so parched. I'm like, thank you, God, I needed this. And I want you to use this story as an example on how to manifest. The things that are going on inside, you have to let go of yourself. And here are five simple steps to manifest your desires. The first one is to set in your intention. And what are you intended to do? Intentions could be you you want to be a better husband. You want to be a better wife. You want to be a better be a better mother or business owner or you just want to be better. Second is to open up your heart. Opening up your heart and being passionate goes hand in hand. When you're passionate, you're just you just let it all out. Your heart is just open to receive, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly and you're like I'm still okay no matter what because I am living in my purpose. The third one is to raise your vibration. I told Conrado this. I can feel my vibrations going back and forth you know, like waves going back and forth, back and forth. And I can feel the vibrations of the things that I am about to manifest. Think about the thing that you want. What do you need to do to elevate your vibration to get there? What do you need to work on in your life to attract that vibration? Because vibrations are like channels, right? Like radio channels. If the thing that you want is on channel B and you're on channel A, you need to raise your vibration to channel B in order for you to hear it and be aligned with it, right? Conrad always tells me the law of the lid, raise yourself, raise your vibration because you're only as high as your vibration can go. And if your vibration is on channel B, you can't hear it, you can't attract it. So you gotta raise it. The fourth one is to trust and surrender. Like I said, Trust and surrender to God. That's what I did at the top of that mountain, going up that mountain. I was like, God, I can't freaking take this anymore. Cry, cry, cry. Letting yourself cry is very healing. I don't want anyone to tell you otherwise. I was like, your inner self, like it just, you just feel so surrendered. And the fifth one is gratitude for what it is. Okay, move through fear. Just having to raise your vibration, we were doing so well. And even though we didn't have our vehicle, which was kind of like the studio is what I thought was my vehicle, even though we didn't have that, we were still booking clients. Okay, we went from like three grand a month to seven grand, to eight grand, to nine grand, to 10, to 11, to 12, to, to 15. And I'm like, what is going on? And I felt so good. And let me tell you right now, grandpa our plant that i told you in the beginning was growing he was growing he is so fruitful and i'm like this yes our energy has changed in our home and now we are attracting and manifesting the things that are keeping us and helping us maintain the success and this is what i want to tell you is we all started off with nothing i was broken broken as well but if you want to change up your manifestation game do this one through five because i tell you that it will change your life and so i'm thankful for you who is still listening and i know you got this and i want you to do those five simple steps of manifesting your desire and i want you to be honest with yourself and i want you to do this every single day and you will find that your five year plan will turn into maybe a year and a half maybe in six months who knows you just got to keep going. I want to thank you for listening to me on this Manifestation Monday. And I want you to set up your week. Start 
with just one week or maybe just one day at a time. Strive for five every single day and work towards it. Read, 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 read is a big one. Listen to audiobooks, okay? And also when you consume content, may it be content that will get you closer to who you are, who you really are, and that will feed your soul, okay? Listen less to jargon and listen more to authentic people who really can help you get to your goal. And the fifth one is to just let go. Let go, love your family, spend time with your family, and just be thankful, okay? Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll see you in my next episode. Bye!